Welcome back to Encouraging Words to Give You Hope. I'm your host, Hope, the author and founder of Meditate Hope, with a mission of encouraging people to meditate on the hope of Jesus, because when you do, it changes everything. This week, we are continuing our series in the book of 1 John, which talks about relationships with others, our relationship with God, God's forgiveness, and accepting Jesus as Lord. Last week, we discussed Jesus being the word of life, sin, and forgiveness, and confession, and cleansing. This week, we'll be diving into chapter 2, where we will see some hindrances or obstacles that can get in the way between our relationship and fellowship with God. As you read this chapter, you may think of it as just a bunch of warnings, but really, there are several applications to our everyday lives in this chapter as well. So grab a notebook and your Bible, and let's dig into God's Word today. In verses 1 through 2, John gives us his reason for writing this book, which we will see throughout this chapter. He says that he writes this letter in hopes that we will not sin. Now realize that we will sin at some point in our lives, and we are not perfect. But in verse 2, John encourages us that an advocate has been shown to us and has made the sacrifice for our sins. And that advocate is Jesus. Though sin is a part of our fleshly nature, our advocate Jesus has made the sacrifice for our sins and the sins of the world. Next, we get into verses 3 through 11, which talk about obeying God's commands and loving our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. In verses 3 through 5, it talks about that if we say, I know God, but then we don't keep his commands, then we are lying and the truth of God is not in us. But if anyone obeys the word of God, then your love for God is truly made complete in Christ. We know that we are in Christ in this. If we claim to live in him, then we are to live as Jesus did. In these verses, there's an excellent application point for us here. As a Christian, you can read your Bible, go to church, be in a small group, pray, and do all the so-called Christian things, but if you never live it out, you are not made complete in Christ, and the truth is not in you. Next, John gives us another reason he's writing in verses 7 and 8. John is not writing an old command, but a new one. He says in verse 8 that now the darkness is passing and the true light, the work of Jesus, is already shining. Verses 9 through 11 is where we see our relationship with fellow believers in Christ. These verses say the following. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because darkness has blinded them. Here we get a picture of the effects of sin in our life. In these verses, sin leads to stumbling, darkness, and blindness from seeing the truth. If we want to love those around us, we have to live in the light of Jesus and not in darkness. Because if we live and walk around darkness, we will not see where God is leading us. Now we go back to John's reasons for writing in verses 12 through 14. First, he says that he is writing to the dear children, saying that even the little children's sins are forgiven through the account of Jesus' name. He is not saying that the children are more forgiven here, but that everyone's sins are forgiven if they just trust in Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. As I was prepping for this week's podcast, post and podcast episode i came across this in commentary it said forgiveness is god's gift not man's achievement we do not earn god's forgiveness by doing good works it is jesus's free gift to us and all we have to do is accept it 
Next, John says that he is writing to the fathers, for they have known the Father and believed he has been in the world since the very beginning. He is also writing to the young men because they are strong, the word of God lives in them, and they have overcome the evil one. Now, how does John's reasons for writing relate to us in our own lives? Well, it's a reminder to us that God's word and forgiveness of sin is available to anyone who will accept it. Up next, we get into a small but powerful portion of this chapter, which is about not loving the world in verses 15 through 17. These verses say the following, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. When you read these verses, you may think in your mind, so God doesn't want me to enjoy anything in this world? Well, when God created the world, he made it for us to enjoy. But what these verses are saying here is not to love the things of this world, for they will pass away. If we are making anything of this world, whether it be your phone, social media, or material things above God, the love of the Father is not in us. The truth is, everything in this world will pass away, but anyone who does the will of God will live forever. Finally, in verses 18 through 27, we get into some attacks on our relationship with God. The main attack these verses talk about is the danger of false religion and the spirit of the Antichrist. In verses 18 through 19, John tells us that the last hour, Christ's coming, is coming, and that the Antichrist have come and are coming, which is how we know that it is the last hour. In verses 20 through 23, we are given how we can identify the spirit of the Antichrist. First, John tells us that we are given an anointing from the Holy One, which is the anointing of discernment. Because of this anointing, we are able to know the truth. It says that whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ is a liar and Antichrist in denying the Father and Son. We are given this warning, so now how do we preserve our relationship with God in our everyday lives? We are to abide in God and believe in what we have heard from the beginning. And what is the blessing of abiding in the truth of God? Eternal life. It is promised to us in verse 25. Verses 26 through 27 show us our protection against being deceived, which is the anointing. John has written these things because he knew that there was a deception among the people and he had the passion to encourage them to stay steadfast in God's truth. We do not need anyone to teach us the truth, for we have received the anointing from the Holy One. All we need to do is remain in Him to preserve our relationship with God. Finally, in verses 28 through 29, John gives us what to do to preserve our fellowship with God until He comes again. John encourages us to have confidence and not to be ashamed before Him at His coming. If we believe that He is righteous, we know that everyone who does what is right has been born of Him. In this chapter, we find a lot of things to apply into our lives. So this week, as we go through our discussion questions, think of the practical applications for your life. Number one, we talked about loving our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in verses 3 through 11. In what ways do you want to love on a fellow believer or a friend who needs to hear the good news this week? Remember that in order to love on others, you first have to live in the light of Jesus and not in darkness. Number two. In this chapter, John also talked about not loving the world. Think about your own life right now. Is there something in your life that you may be putting before God? 
Remember that anything we put before God or desire more than God is considered an idol. Today, confess to God whatever sin you may be holding on to and surrender it to Him. Remember that if we just confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. And number three, in the last few verses of this chapter, we discuss some attacks that can come up in our relationship and fellowship with God. In your life, are you aware of some things that may get in the way of your relationship with God? Examine your life and let God search your heart and turn your mistakes into a beautiful masterpiece with a life and relationship with Him. As you go through this next week, meditate on the gift of forgiveness God has given to each and every one of us. Love God and not the world and choose to love others this week. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. I hope I encouraged you and brought you closer to God. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. For daily Christian encouragement throughout your week and Bible journaling inspiration, you can follow at Meditate Hope on Instagram. That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E. For weekly devotionals and Christian resources, you can go to meditatehope.webly.com That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com Remember that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.